Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to A Living Color Abroad, and I'm your host, Andrew Rodriguez. And on this episode, you'll be listening to Ari, who is living abroad in Thailand. Now, Ari has been living in Thailand for six years. Now, Ari on this episode talks to us about why one day she said, you know what, I'm going to move to Thailand, how she got her passport taken by the police, and how she was traveling in the country without a passport. Let me tell you, this is the craziest story I've ever heard <laughs> out of all my guests that I've had on. So you don't want to miss this. And of course, she talks about the intricacies of being Asian American in an Asian country, as well as underrated places to go visit in Thailand. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. Welcome to In Living Color Abroad. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. So let's get right to it. Do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name is Ari. Uh, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. I was actually born in China and then adopted and brought over. Oh. Um, and then moved to Thailand when I was 22. So it's been about six years and 28 now. Um, and I'm actually preparing right now to move to Malaysia, where I'll be for probably two, maybe four years. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Wow. So, okay, there's a lot to, to take in there. Okay, so, <laughs> so I love that you said two to four years. That's like a really long-term plan. It's not like one or two years, two to four years. But we'll get to Malaysia well, in a second. It's the length of a contract, right? So uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. that's... Got yeah. it, got it. All right, we'll, we'll get to Malaysia a little bit later on. But all right, so let's start. Let's start with uh, Portland, Oregon. So you said you were born in China. Okay. Where in China were you born? Yes, uh, in the oh, I can't. Oh, Guangzhou. Okay, Guangzhou. I, I, I yes, that's how you say. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Guangzhou region of China. Okay, and then you yeah, were adopted. Uh huh. Okay, and your uh, your parents Asian? Your adopted parents? Uh, my so my mom is from Singapore and then my dad is uh, he he's white. Okay, got it. So uh, how old were yeah. you when you were adopted? Super super young, like uh, like a few months old, I guess. Oh wow, literally a baby. Oh wow, that's wow wow. So you basically again grew up in Portland, Oregon. I know nothing about Oregon or Portland, so let's ask about that. What's it like to grow up in, okay. I'm from New York? Okay, so I I mean I don't really know what to say. I mean I know Portlandia. Like really I know green, Portlandia. Like, Portlandia is amazing. Yeah. Sure, I love Portlandia. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like I, I <laughs> it sounds really cliche, but like it kind of is. I mean, maybe not as like I don't know granola or whatever. Um, Put a bird like, on I grew it. up in the suburbs, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it it wasn't like. It, it was great. I, th- I thought it was fucking fantastic. Oh, sorry. I no, you can curse. I, cur- I curse all the time. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I, like, you could, the beach was like two hours away. The mountain was two hours away. California was, you know, two hour flight away. Seattle was three hour drive away. Like, everything was so mm. close and accessible. Um, 
granted I didn't go outside much because I'm actually like allergic to to pollen from trees and grass mm. and flowers so oh, wow. I can, like enjoy <laughs> the you're 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 allergic to life <laughs> <laughs> for real though like it was just it was bad <laughs> damn damn and you're still but just as allergic now uh, I don't know so I moved to Thailand and I think that, there's no grass there's like, no flowers here and maybe that's just like the asian in me being like this is where you belong because (laughs) i i'm fine uh but i have and i haven't gone home like in the summer or like in the spring really to like experience the allergy season again so Mm -hmm. we'll see but it was bad like it was like puffy eyes um allergy shots like just couldn't breathe couldn't see sort of situation so maybe my body's changed but like who knows so All right, all right. So you're in Portland, Oregon. And what made you decide to move to Thailand? How did that happen? Uh, well, uh, I I didn't get into grad school is the start. Okay. So I wanted to, I was applying for master's programs in uh, psychology. And just like weird stuff happened, right? So like I am a procrastinator by nature and so I was expediting all of my applications to my professors for letters of recs and um, then expediting them to like get to the schools and stuff and only one half of an application ever made it to the school it was supposed to oh my god and I think I applied to five or six different schools and it was one of those things where I kept getting letters or emails that were like where's your information and I was like yo I don't know I have written down the address for and tracking number says it's there and they just like couldn't find it and at one point I was just like okay apparently this isn't this isn't meant to be um and so like this this is gonna sound so weird but I feel like I woke up one day and was like Thailand sounds nice and it wasn't (laughs) I wish I was joking like I really oh my god and I just like I didn't know what to do and like how how old were you 22 you said 22 yeah yeah yeah. so like I graduated college at 21 Mm -hmm. and then did a postback program at Portland State for speech pathology because my mom was like you know you got to do something and I was like sure let's try that it sucked I hated it Um, and what was your undergrad in uh psychology okay psychology as well okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the dream was to open a practice, like, mm-hmm. live in California, you know, the whole the whole <laughs> thing. And that just is so far from what I'm doing now. But um, I was like, okay, like, let's, like, how do people do this? So I just started Googling, and people were like, well, you can teach English there and all this stuff. Um, and so I just, like, applied, like, had a lot of phone calls with the people that, like, run the program that I ended up doing. And I was just like, okay, let's do it. Let's just go. And it was so funny because people that I hadn't talked to in forever, when I told them I was moving to Thailand, they were like, yeah, we can totally see that. Like, it was just so affirming because, (laughs) like, people were like, we've heard you talk about Thailand before. And in my head, I was like, really? I don't remember that. But, like, all right, let's go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Great friends you have. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they remember things that I don't. So, like, that's great. I love it. Um. But yeah, so then I hopped on a plane, I thought I was going to be in Thailand for a year, and then I was going to like, you know, find clarity, and then reapply to grad school, and, you know, move back and like, unpause and start my life, and then I uh, never left. Wow. 
Wow. wow yeah. Wow. Okay. So where in Thailand are you? Did you currently move to? Did you move to when you went the first time? So for the first time, I moved to a little city called Singbury. Guaranteed, no one has ever heard of it. Sometimes <laughs> Thai people are like, where? Uh, but it's like two hours north of Bangkok. It's like super small. Okay. Um, it's like a, it's kind of like a factory town. Um, so I was there for a year. Well, not even a year, like maybe like nine, ten months. And then I um, had some connections with people I went to high school with that were working at a boarding school in Chiang Mai. And then I moved to Chiang Mai and then was there for five years. Wow. And so what did you do? What was your gig that you had that first year? What were you doing? I was still teaching. So, But I was teaching, teaching at a high local school. Yep, teaching English. Well, uh, teaching everything, really. I was teaching okay, like science, it. health, math. Yeah. <laughs> and what age group? Uh, how old were they? They were... He was three, so like third, fourth, no, 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 fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Got it, got it, got it. And you had no experience yeah. with teaching before this experience, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I. It was one of those things where it's just like, wow, like these people really trust me because I'm from America to like know English. Like, what? You're Asian and you speak English? You got the job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's actually really funny because they told me when I first uh, got to Thailand, they were like, hey, listen, you're Asian, you're in Asia, they don't want that. They want white people. <laughs> wow. And I was like, all right, all right, okay, fine. And <laughs> I ended up being one of the first people to get a job, but the job was for high school math. Mm. And they were like, so we want you to teach like AP calculus. And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is not... No, I can't do that, and which is really funny because I'm now a middle school, high school math teacher. Wow! So yeah, like it's 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 really come full circle. I think. <laughs> I just love the audacity. Well, we're going to teach AP calc, so can you do it or not? <laughs> Someone has no like, but you're Asian, and I was like, uh, have you seen my math scores? Like, I don't. You don't want oh that. Oh my like, god, that is so <laughs> funny. Alright, so how was that experience like for that year that you were there in this small town? Was it a great experience? How would you describe this little city? It was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was, it was, there was definitely some hiccups. Mm. Um, but overall, I would say the experience was a 10 out of 10. Nice. Um, there were like, so when I first moved there, Man, I haven't thought about this in kind of a long, long time. But when I first moved there, like, the process of getting your work permit to, like, be legal was very illegal to begin with. <laughs> so you go in as a tourist. <laughs> this is the way that it is. So yeah, you yeah. go in as a tourist. Yeah. And then you go, like, I did, like, a TESOL program in Thailand. And what they do is they will place you in a school. And the school will suss you out a little bit make sure you want to stay because you have a lot of runners mm -hmm. and then after they know that you're serious they'll get you your work permit and there's like different types of visas that you can come in on thailand in. Mm -hmm. and i was the one of the only people because shout out to the portland thai consulate they were just <laughs> handing out non-bees like nobody's <laughs> business and i had like the correct visa so the school that i worked in there's two different programs. There's, like, normal program, and then there was, like, kind of, like, mini English program, which is for all the rich kids in the town. Uh -huh. Mini English program. Half of the curriculum was taught in English. The rest was taught in Thai. And there's foreign teachers in the mini English program and in local program. Apparently, there was something suspect happening in local program where, like, 
there was a foreigner that the Thai people didn't like. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but basically, uh, they called immigration on us oh. and they were like, you have a legal teacher working at the school. Oh you need to come God. and look. And what's insane is usually like teachers will work illegally for maybe a month or so mm-hmm. while the process is going on. And that's just the way that it was when I first moved here. Like yeah. it was normal, like em- immigration turned a blind eye because they just needed teachers, mm-hmm. but immigration was called. So they came and I think it was like our second day of school. Cool. I think we had just gotten in to the classroom. Like we were just like, hey, like you know, we're your teachers. And they pulled us into the office and they were like, Hey, immigration's coming, you need to sit in this room and pretend that you don't work here yet. And we were like, All right, cool. But this isn't like broken English, right? So we're like, oh, like we're happy, we're excited. They're like, No, 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 not a happy thing. (laughs) And we're like, All right, cool. So then they leave. And we're still sitting there, and, like, this guy, James, is he's, like, the epitome of, like, your Thai uh, old Asian man. Just, like, says everything with a smile, but, like, the things that he says are not smiley things. <laughs> and he was, like, so after lunch, we got to go to the police station. And we were, like, what? oh, you're so funny. <laughs> like, what a joke. And he was, like, nah. We got to go. And we were, like, oh, okay. So... Uh, later that day. Time out, time out, time I out. Think, Before you continue. So okay. on your second day yeah. of work, you went to the police station. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, this really is, this is wild. Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we go to the police station and because I'm like one of the only people that had the correct permit, like they didn't look at me, which is great. I was like, cool. Uh, <laughs> but half the teachers got deported that day. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Yo, that is wild. That is wild. International yeah, yeah, teaching yeah. is no joke. Holy shit, yeah. So they were just like, they went, and the funniest part, or maybe not the funniest part, but I had been there for like maybe a week, like preparing, you know, whatever. A guy had literally arrived the night before because he didn't like his old placement and like thought that he would be better suited at my school. He got deported. <laughs> And he was like, all right, guess. I got to talk to that guy. <laughs> Wherever he is, whoever he is. <laughs> Yo, see, I think this is, I mean, this is reassuring hearing this from you. So obviously you were, you were fine. So I don't really relate to you this way, but most people that listen to my podcast know that when I first got into Costa Rica, I got deported the same day that I arrived because my visa oh. was apparently expired. So yeah, so I come in, this is literally two days, uh, the anniversary is two days from now, August 5th of last year. I I I come to Costa Rica with my expired visa apparently, and they sent me back on the same plane that I, the same plane that I arrived in. Literally, they're like turn around, turn around, and I flew back. back to Florida. Then I had a connection to Houston, <laughs> and I had to fly back the next day. And thankfully, they let me come in the next day. But I was finally for like more than twenty four hours, uh, to try to get into this oh fucking my country. God. Yeah, it was the it was the most stressful situation of my entire life so it's kind of crazy hearing this fucking story because that shit is straight up wild though but it's so fucking crazy well, like, <laughs> hear that yeah dude, like deportation isn't like a thing that like happens to a lot of people i mean like i know people talk about it but like yeah you want to you think it happens to you I, yeah exactly you, you hear about oh, it but you don't think it happens yeah. to you <laughs> Sure, I was like waving sure. my blue passport. I'm like, what? And you know, like, it was, they were around me. Like, they surrounded me. Like, 
custom officers were taking pictures of my passport. It was like five people with like guns around me. I was like, yo, am I a fucking oh crit? I mean, I was basically a criminal because I was trying to illegally enter their country. So I. <laughs> You're like, no, yeah. this isn't it. This isn't it. Yeah, this isn't it. But oh, man. a year later, here I am. But anyway, anyway so okay, so your your poor friend got <laughs> that switched schools got fucking deported. Yo, that's fucking wild. All right, so that happens. Keep going. <laughs> All right, so then, so then that happens, and like it's like me and this other girl who like we weren't really that good of friends. We were like, well, we we literally only have each other. <laughs> so we became friends through that. We were like, all right, there's, there's, we're legal. No we're legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It was just, it was such a rough start. And like, to top it off, me being, you know, kind of the dumb, naive 22 year old, mm-hmm. like, so they, they were like, you can't work right now, right? Like, we need to make you legal before you can work because we're not trying to get everyone deported. Like, there's just not, <laughs> just, we can't, we can't do that. So I was like, all right, yeah, cool. So, without my passport, because immigration had it, I decided to travel down south uh, to a town called Renong, which is, like, where some of my friends were staying. I, like, and I even saying this now, I can't comprehend the fact that I did this. I traveled in a foreign country without any form of ID. You're a, you're a psycho. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> like, wow. Like, what, is, what could happen to you? It's like you're not, you don't even exist at that point. Oh, I almost got arrested. That's what could happen. Oh my god, wow, you really live life of edge. <laughs> so, so I'm like on this bus, right? Like going down south, I'm like texting my friend, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be there at like 5 a.m., like be ready to pick me up. Like, I'm so excited, I can't wait to see you. Like, <laughs> and and this is and this is probably the first, this is no, well, like the second time that I realized that like my Asianness was like kind of a hindrance in this country. Mm. Um, so there's like a German couple next to me. And I was like, I had the whole road to myself. There's a bunch of like Thai people. And we stopped. Uh, I don't even know where we were. But like, if you look at Thailand, I don't even know. Okay, I don't know like the, the actual like vocabulary, but like the skinny part, which is like right next to Myanmar, there's a lot of refugees that like cross the border illegally. Mm. And so they're always checking passports to be like, are you legal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just me without a passport on this on this bus so they wake everybody up except for the german couple because they're white so clearly they can't be refugees Um, (laughs) and they wake me up and they're just like yelling at me entire whatever and i'm like okay blah blah blah. and uh these officers come in and they're armed these armed officers come aboard the bus and they're checking everyone's documentation and i'm like panicking because i'm like i don't have i would have shit my pants right then that's that's insane i just didn't know well i mean like i just faced like a deportation so i felt kind of like on my rock i was like i'm ready (laughs) deport me they (laughs) but they like didn't speak any english and so like in my most american accent was just like i am american and they were like "Mm, nah (laughs) and suspect were like i could feel every other person like they knew what was going on and they were just like this girl's a fucking idiot yeah and they're all staring straight ahead they're not looking at me no one is offering to help me damn 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 literally damn. sitting there on this bus just being like i don't have my passport immigration has my passport i am legal like i promise i'm from america i'm not a refugee if i was there so I, and i heard that I heard, I heard you say immigration has a passport i'm like so what are you doing <laughs> like what the fuck are you on the run <laughs> 
What a crazy line to say, though. (laughs) Okay, so, like, there was a guy in front of me. So they left, but they wouldn't Uh let the bus leave because of me. Uh And so this guy in front of me, I don't know where the heck he was from, but he turned around. He was like, are you traveling without your passport? He was like, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I got that. I I get it. I get it. I'm dumb. I get it. Like, Uh I can't do anything about it now. Like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) So I, like... Oh and was God. like, let me see if I can find a picture of my passport on my like janky ass phone. I'm sitting there at ten percent. Oh And I'm just like, where is this email that I have sent twelve yo, months ago? Yo, 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 yo. And I don't even find it. I find a picture <laughs> of my visa, which doesn't have a picture of me, by the way, just a picture of my visa. And I show it to this officer, and I'm like this this is all i have you need to let me continue my journey and he he looks at it and he like pulls a bunch of officers over and he's like is this okay and they're like talking about it and finally he's like okay okay like you you guys can go and literally the collective sigh of relief on that bus that we could go that I wasn't about to be arrested at like three in the morning for being an idiot was unreal Oh my lord! I I must say I've had a lot of I've had a lot of episodes. This will be my 30, 39th episode, and I spoke to a lot of people. This is has the craziest fucking story I've ever heard <laughs> of anybody <laughs> that's living abroad. This is so wild. Like people think my story is crazy I'm about so me getting glad. the port on the same day, but your shit just tops. It just tops it by far. Like it's <laughs> you're crazy. I mean, Oh, I could God. say it's over, oh, but it's not. It's You're... not. Okay. So, I finally get to this town, which I realize is like, it's like heavy on refugees. Heavy on refugees, heavy on, heavy on like me and uh, Burmese people. Mm-hmm. And like, I get now why I needed my identification because I kind of look like them. Like, I don't, mm. like, I was kind of tan. I'm shorter. Like, I, like, everyone that I've met in the past six years, whether it be, like, even, like, Koreans, Singaporeans, Malaysians, whatever, they're like, oh, are you sure you're not, like, a little bit of me? And I'm like, no, I'm, you know, from China. And they're like, oh, I don't really think so. But I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) I don't really know. But so the the very last thing that happened, probably, like, on this, like, epic, crazy adventure was it was, like, my second night in this town with my friends. And everybody else is white. I'm the only non-white person Mm -hmm. and I'm on the back of a bike uh with a dude who I didn't know but like he could just drive me around with my friends so that they were like go Mm -hmm. go with him and I was like Mm -hmm. okay cool we get stopped by the police and the police is talking to me in Thai and I'm like I bro like I don't know what you're saying and I like I hadn't learned any phrases yet the only thing I knew was like I'm American to say you were there like what that's it My God. I think I'd been like like out of my program, like within the safety of, you know, my program leaders for yeah. like four days, maybe. That is insane. And so finally, yeah, so like this guy that had been dating this Thai girl, like he goes he's white of course. So he goes up to the officer, he like, you know, chummies up to him and he's like, Yo, like she's with us. Um and I was like, Okay, like what just happened? And so he comes back. And he's like, so he thought you were a prostitute trying to lose the loss. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh. I was like, like, "Mm, kind of a compliment, I guess. But, like, 
I learned basically like that day, like I will never be treated the same as my white friends. And like, I, I, that's not something that I ever grew up with in Portland because like Portland is, I mean, it's not really diverse. It's like kind of diverse in like Asian-ness, but like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not really diverse in other ways, but like I grew up being treated like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So to come here and have all of these things kind of like knocked out at once, I was like, oh, I'm different. Yeah. And I'm glad you made yeah. that point because I think, and that's why I was interested in talking to you because you're Asian living in an Asian country. I'm Latino living in a in Latin country. So people would think that, you know, that, oh, this is it's better that way. In some ways it is. Like for me, I speak Spanish, but it was a hindrance to me in that moment I got deported because when I got there, I started speaking Spanish to these, these custom officers. And they felt real comfortable telling me, telling me a lot of lingo, a lot of uh, legal lingo that I had no idea what they were saying in Spanish. And then handed me a document that was all in Spanish legal. That I'm like, I'm not signing that. And he's like, all right. He's like, you don't have to. And he just sent me away. <laughs> sent me on the plane. Oh, but like, no. but the, this, this, is the, this is the kicker, though. You mentioned your, your white friend. So on that same plane was my other colleague that was also arriving to America. And I saw this white girl with like these these rainbow Birkenstocks taking pictures. I'm like, this has to be my colleague. I'm like, this has to be her. And so, you know, but she was like way ahead of me and she passed and they, they looked at her visa. She told me, she's like, hey, they took my visa like basura, which means garbage. And they threw it away and let her go. But with me, my visa that was also garbage, they're like, you can't come into the country. And you know what I do now? I tell people this all the time. Now that whenever I pass through customs of any Latin country, I always speak English. I might say a few mm, phrases. Yeah. I might, if they might talk to me in Spanish, but I'll respond in English to what they're saying. I never want to give them mm. this, and it sounds really fucked up, and it's not, it's really messed up that this is the case. But I never want to give the impression that you could be so comfortable with me in in language that we both understand. I want you to view yeah, me as American. Sense. I want you to view me as American, so you could give me that privilege. That I might not get elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's crazy that you yeah. went through oh, a very absolutely. similar thing. Like, I'm American. Like, we hold on to that. Like, that blue passport is a lot. It's worth a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But because of the way we look, people assume these things. Like, they assume you're a fucking prostitute because you're, you're just, you're Asian. So it's like, yeah. you're white people? What are you doing with white people? Oh, funny story. A very quick story. I was at a bar with three of my white colleagues. They left. I stayed at the, at the bar. The bartender's like, so, uh, where, where do you, like, you doing a tour? I'm like, what? I'm like, no. Like, I work, those are my colleagues. He's like, oh, my bad. I'm like, no, nah, no biggie. But yeah, like, I work with them. But I could be yeah. at a, so a Latin dude being at a bar with white people must mean that I'm the tour guide. <laughs> dude. It can't, it can't mean that we happen to work together. That can't be a possibility. <laughs> their minds i think and i think especially from being such like mono-ethnic cultures over Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. they're not used to people like us right like i am so american like to the core like to the point where like up until even a few months ago like i referenced myself as white because that's just Mm. like it just that's just kind of like what it was and then being here in thailand has really made me understand that well one i'm not Mm. And, like, how to kind of embrace that a little bit more. And then, too, like, how to navigate, like, trying to be treated like an American while I look the way that I do. And it's difficult, right? Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that I have to do to, like, prove my Americanness. Um, to the point, like, one of my colleagues earlier this year, 
told me she was like I don't really think that you embrace Thai culture as much as you know a lot of the other people we work with do and I was like what do you mean she was like well you just don't like go out of your way to like you know do the why or speak Thai or do all this other stuff that literally everybody else is doing and I thought about it for a second and I was just like well it's because I have to prove like I have to prove that I'm American and if Mm. I try to speak Thai if I try to really dive into the culture people think that I am that and I like lose my American cred so to speak and Mm -hmm. people treat me differently and like it's just it's just not the same and like they don't they don't get that um yeah how wild how wild is that though you try to immerse yourself because you being you and how the way you look you try to immerse yourself which is the right thing to do whenever you're in a different culture that will be a hindrance to you not uh oh look at her trying to no it's like wait a minute what's happening here like you will be questioned immediately like it's yeah, they, that, they just, like, don't get it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, even when I, when I started my job in Chiang Mai, I worked at a boarding school, and a lot of people that first met me, they assumed that I would be white because I had an American passport. And so uh, when my old colleague was telling the kids whose job I was taking over, oh, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, like, about me, and they were like, well, we want to see pictures. And they were so confused as to how I was Chinese, couldn't speak any Chinese at all, and was from America. They didn't <laughs> get it. And, like, they met me, and they were like, oh, okay, like, it kind of makes sense. But they had a lot of questions. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of the questions they had, they just didn't ask me because they were a little embarrassed, which is, you know, fine. I don't really care. Um, but they just it didn't connect that that would be a thing. Yeah. It, it's just such an interesting, honestly, it's kind of, it's a mind fuck, honestly, for people like you and I to be in, because again, people, people say I'm in Costa Rica, like, oh, you, I look Costa Rican. People don't look at me differently when I'm walking down the street because I could pass for the people that look like, you know, they're tan, I'm tan, whatever. But the moment I speak Spanish, they know I'm not from here because my dialect is completely different than the, than the dialect that's spoken here in Costa Rica. So it's just a very interesting thing. In some aspects, it's very beneficial. In others, it is not. And and again, like I, just, like you, I am a very American. Like I was born and raised in New York City. I have a lot of American things about me, and also a lot of Dominican culture. My parents are from the Dominican Republic, so I have this like multicultural. Like again, you are you are Chinese. Like you're ethnically Chinese, but you are American as can be because you were born basically born and raised there, right? And yeah, so yeah. like that's you. And you can't, like, change that. Like, like, or you shouldn't want yeah. to, right? Like, that shouldn't be a thing of, like, hey, you should know. Like, you have to do what makes sense to you. And, and, and again, to protect yourself, if you le- try to learn Thai, is going to be a hindrance to you. And it's going to make you look, th- if you don't belong or less than, then why would anyone want to do that, right? Mm, yeah. It, it, it's yeah, just so, exactly. it, it's so, it's so wild. Yeah, I mean, I think I used to get kind of like a lot of flack because like I tell people that I lived here for, you know, almost six years and they're like, oh, you must know great Thai. And I'm like, honestly, no. I learned a little bit of Thai my first year because there was just no English spoken. So like they just, even if they were confused, like I just had to do it because they couldn't communicate. But like in Chiang Mai, almost everyone speaks English. So Mm -hmm. I will assert my Americanness by making sure that you Mm -hmm. know that I speak English Mm -hmm. and that's just the way that you should speak to me because people get so excited too. And I feel so bad. They get so excited when <laughs> I try to speak Thai and they're like, Oh, she knows Thai or she is Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to be like, I am so sorry. I have no <laughs> idea what you've just said for the past five minutes. Please explain everything again in English. And it's just like, 
it uh, it makes me feel bad. It makes me kind of yeah. seem like a dick. Like it's mm-hmm. just easier to be like I'm American, only speak English to me, please. Yep, 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 yep. It's it's so crazy. All right, so we got we went to really deep territory there. That was great. All right, now let's get to the more lighthearted stuff. <laughs> All right, so Thailand. Obviously, everyone wants, wants to go to Thailand. That's like, you know, they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, in your opinion, you live there six years, so I would consider you're, yeah. you're sort of an expert on these kinds of things. What would you say is the most overrated thing, like place, thing to do in Thailand, in your opinion? Uh, Probably Phuket, honestly. I mean, mm. like, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd probably be Phuket. I mean, like, there's so many more beaches to go to mm. not but like Phuket also has like some of the most gorgeous beaches but it's just it's overrun with tourists mm. like there's a huge it's like really popular with uh Russians surprisingly mm. and <laughs> uh, like to like to the point where like there's like Russian on like some signs because oh, there's wow. so many of them Damn. yeah okay. yeah there's a lot there's a lot uh, but it's, like, it's just beautiful. But it's so crowded. It's, like, where a lot of people go to just, like, relax and not really experience Thai culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it really is beautiful. So I think, like, that would probably be the most overrated place. Like, there's just so many other places to go All where right. you can kind of experience the same thing. Now yeah. you're going to be a tour guide. What's the most underrated place? What's the up-and-coming place in Thailand that's about to boom? <laughs> oh, uh, that's... Difficult. Okay, I think it depends <laughs> on what you want, right? So, okay. like, if you... Okay, so there's a place that I went, like, a month or so ago. It's called... Oh, let's see if I can say this right. Khao, Khao Sok. Um, have you heard of Khao Sok? Nope. Okay, so Khao Sok is... It's a man-made lake. Um, but it's 185 uh, kilometers wide, long, big. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And, like, mm-hmm. it's there's these gorgeous, gorgeous limestone cliffs. And you can, like stay on the water in like um these like floating bungalows and like see the stars it's a huge it's in this national park called uh Kalsak national park and it's just gorgeous and i think like a lot of people miss it because it's so hard to it's so freaking hard to get to mm. um but it's just it's amazing so there's like the jungle aspect where you can go and like literally see snakes and iguanas and tarantulas and monkeys um and apparently there's like some they're like Bengal cats, I guess, which mm. I definitely did not see. But, you know, people say they're there. Um, and I guess there's also like wild elephants. So I think like that is probably a place that I would tell everyone to go. Because you can get a little bit of like the jungle and like the crystal blue limestone cliff sort mm. of experience. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and now to uh, let's let's go to another kind of thing. Let's deviate a little bit. All right, so <laughs> no, it was good information though. All right, so you are again. I, you're Asian living in Thailand. Do you know any other Asian expats? What percentage do you put on people that you've met that are like of Asian descent or Asian that are like in Thailand that you know of? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> they not many, honestly. Like they they kind of float. Like a lot of the a lot of the Asian expats that I know, well, they're not really expats. They're they're more digital nomads. So they're there mm-hmm. for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and then they'll leave. But it's it's rare for me to meet them. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. like to the point where like when I first 
moved to uh, Singbury, that town, there was like one Asian girl. I don't know why the hell she was there, but she was speaking like perfect English. I literally stern- turned and stared at her and was like, <laughs> well, like, I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I was like, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, what is going on? Like, I was confused. Um, and that still kind of happens, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just, it's not common like i've met asian travelers and like you know if you're a digital nomad you're here for like a few weeks and you like go to bali you know mm. whatever but a lot of them don't they don't tend to stay yeah no like here yeah. in my school there's about maybe what 50 expats probably with teachers and yeah. i'm one of maybe four or five teachers of color and out of those five uh two of them one of them left but are latino and from the states uh-huh. and like you know is obviously easy gravitation. It's like, oh, you're Latino too, but you also speak Spanish and English like I do. So it's kind of like, you know, you kind of grab and like, again, you stare at this girl that spoke English that was also Asian. So I think it's just a very natural thing of like, you try to find like your tribe a little bit. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. who looks like me, but who's also has a cultural, you know, I can relate to culturally in a, in a way as well. So yeah, I think those are very exactly. interesting, interesting things that happen. All right. So now, final part. Let's talk a little bit about Malaysia. So what what's next for you? Yeah, so I am I moved so I'm starting a new job. Um I'm still teaching, but I'm just working at a different international school. So I'm moving to Kuala Lumpur. Um school actually started today. I'm moving to uh Kuala Lumpur, but like the suburb area is called Mont Kiara. I don't know what Col- like what's Kuala Lumpur. What is that? That's a that's a Oh. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm not well versed in uh <laughs> in Asian. Is that no, I'm, I'm so in sorry. I'm so, I just like assume that everyone knows everything about Asia. That was yeah. Awful. I so don't sorry. know. So, I don't know anything about Asia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kuala Lumpur is the capital of Malaysia. Okay, it's got like it. The biggest fun it's fact: like the Bangkok of Malaysia. <laughs> That's yeah. my next. Uh, did you know that Kuala? All right, sorry, continue. All right, Kuala, how do you say Kuala Lumpur? What? So Kuala, oh man, you're going to confuse me. Kuala, Kuala, I don't know, no, I want to say Kuala, that's not correct. Kuala, Kuala, like, I don't know. Kuala Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur. Lumpur. Oh, Lumpur. (laughs) (laughs) Kuala Lumpur. It's two words, it's two words. Kuala. You can just call it KL. Kuala Lumpur, yeah. Kuala Lumpur, yes, I know about that place, tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that place, that place. (laughs) Oh man, so yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. It's supposed to be like a mix of like Singapore and Malaysia and China, all in one great city. So, oh, and India, there's a lot of Indians there, like, Mm. so I'm really excited for this like authentic Indian food. Like diverse, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are you why are you going there? <laughs> why why? <laughs> uh, it was just time, man. Like I I've spent five years at my current school, and like I just needed I need a I needed something different. Um, and also Malaysia just pays a little bit better. Um, That's nice. <laughs> but like it's just it's just a it's a it's well, I don't want to say it's a better school, but like it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's a different kind of school, I guess. You want to say better, it's okay. I mean, I don't want to go on record saying better, but like, if you say better, I'll say it. All right, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) But yes, yeah, so I'll be there for like two years, Uh, but honestly, like... If, if the vibes are right, which it kind of feels like they might be, I'll mm-hmm. probably be there for like at least four. Mm, 
Gotcha, then, gotcha. So you signed the typical two year contract, else. right? Yeah. Got yeah, it, got yeah. It. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So this is the final right. question. All right. Okay. Will you ever go back to the States? Do you see yourself ever going back to live in the States? Why? Why or why not? And if not, why would you stay in Asia? What what reason will do you have right now that you feel within your spirit to stay forever in Asia? Oof. Okay. I don't see myself moving back to the States, like, anytime soon. But, like, okay, this is going to sound so dumb, I think. But I think it really depends on, like, if I ever found, like, a partner Mm. that I'd want to spend a significant amount of time with. Like, I think that I could be convinced to go back to the States. Um, Mm. But I also, like, don't ever want to teach in a state school because that just sounds awful to me. I've never heard anything good about it, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I miss certain things. Like I miss like Target and Nordstrom and Taco Bell. <laughs> and like, you just, like, you just can't get that sort of stuff over here. And like the, the convenience, I think of mm-hmm. living in America. Um, so like, I, yeah, I mean like maybe not live in Asia forever. I think I could probably like go back to the United States and settle down, you know, in like a decade or so. Wow. That sounds so far. Right now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> in 10 years possibly <laughs> and, and, you know you know i'm just you know yeah, really yeah, yeah. single for a really long time yeah, yeah, yeah. um but <laughs> i think in terms of like living in asia i think it depends actually funny story i was convinced that i was going to move to the middle east after i left thailand i was just like absolutely mm. convinced and then i just moved down south mm. um but asia just is great it's just cheap and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and like it's really accessible to like travel like i I know europe is too but it's just not Mm -hmm. like the price difference is just significant right Mm -hmm. and um the teaching is a lot better here the kids are so sweet and so kind they like they're just not they're not like your typical american kids um yeah i i'd say Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind living here for the next, like, little bit, I think. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Ari. I definitely did. Um, Again, easily the craziest story I've heard uh, out of anyone that I've interviewed. Uh, It's just so crazy, the fact that she decided... And of course, in retrospect, she also realized how crazy she is to travel in the country without any form of of identification. I mean, that is just bananas. I mean, I would never dare <laughs> try something like that. But again, she lives she lives life on the edge. Got to give her credit. But yeah, I mean, it's just a cool story. And now she's going to Malaysia. So best wishes to Ari uh, in Malaysia. And I also want to make a point about that whole... Um, being Asian in an Asian country and then for me being a Latino in a Latin country, I think those are things that people don't really understand unless they actually live it. It's just such a weird, weird thing where there's there's pros, like I mentioned, and but there's definitely cons. And the cons are kind of hurtful because you would think that, oh, me being Latino or her being Asian would be a benefit. But times when you think it will be a benefit is, is, is a hindrance and it's a negative effect of... Um, and it's just unfortunate, but hopefully those things change as more people that are, you know, of 
multicultural, right? Like me being Latino but American and her being Asian American. Um, those things, hopefully people in other countries get to see that more and people, you know, that there are expats, whatever, migrate to those countries. But yeah, hope you enjoy that episode. Um, next week, I'm going to have a the first time ever a Spanish episode. I will be recording an episode completely in Spanish. Now, you might ask, why are you doing this? Well, because I'm living in Costa Rica. I know Spanish. And I, I really want my parents to hear this episode. <laughs> but also, I'm, I have a, a, a lot more followers now that are of uh, Spanish-speaking countries on Instagram. And I, and I want them to be able to tune in as well to these to this podcast. But yeah, um, I'm going to try to see how I can get it where it can be some translated kind of thing. I don't know. But um, it's definitely going to be something for my Latino people. And anyone that speaks Spanish, of course. But yeah, stay on, stay on the lookout for that next week. And as always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms. See you next week. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Peace. <laughs>